Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I am so, so happy that you are here. Happy Thursday, you guys. By the time you guys are hearing this, I will be in New York. Crazy, 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 crazy. I've had this trip planned since March because I've learned that when it comes to going to New York over the holidays, it's definitely better to plan in advance. Um, but I'm so excited. I literally, we, we've been talking about this for so long. I'm so, so excited. I love New York. If you don't know, I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Connecticut. I know I always say like I'm from San Diego because I feel like I did the majority of my like most impressionable years in San Diego, but from, well, I was born in New York, like born in the city and then grew up in Connecticut for my entire life until I was 15. And then we moved to California. So I did a lot of growing up on the East coast and I just, I love it. It just always feels like home to me. And I haven't been in like two years. The last time I was there, I was with my friend Becca and we went for a, like an event thing. Um, that we had to go to but it was so fun then and it's going to be so fun now and I'm so so excited I get to see my friends my brother lives up there I'm meeting his girlfriend for the first time so lots of big steps are happening and yeah I'm just very very excited but I hope you guys are having a great week I hope that you're excited for the weekend I hope you have something fun planned whether that's with someone else or just yourself and as you can tell by the title of today's episode today we are doing another episode of what would Sav do? I feel like at this point, we know what a what would Sav do is. But if you are new here, or if you just don't know what a what would Sav do is, what would Sav is a little segment we like to do here where you write in whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're going through, whatever little problem you're having, you let me know. And I tell you what me, Sav, myself, hey, hi, hello, what I would do in said situation. Hence why it is called What Would Sav Do? So these are truthfully my favorite segments to do on the podcast. They're so fun and it's a great way to connect with you guys and just let you know what my thoughts are because this is my thoughts exactly. And so it's my thoughts on your thoughts. There we go. And also I wanted to let you know that if you want to be a part of the next What Would Sav Do? All you have to do is go follow the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram. That is where we always are posting about the... um different segments that we do, whether it's what would Sav do or whether it's an unpopular opinion um, or whether it's just a poll post, whatever it is, that's where you can all find everything related to the podcast on there. But with that being said, let's jump into it today. 
Okay, up first, I'm talking to a guy and I think I could actually get along with him really well, but I'm still not over a breakup. What would Sav do? Okay, for me personally, I would just allow yourself to have fun, like allow yourself to enjoy the moment, allow yourself to enjoy the situation. I just wouldn't really put any pressure on yourself to feel like you have to get over something, like to feel like you have to be 100% completely like closed book, closed chapter on one thing before moving on to the next. If you're going through a breakup and you like want to begin the dating process just because either A, you want to or B, you think it'll help you move on to that next stage where you are able to process the breakup and able to really move on from where you're at at the moment and you think that it's going to help you, I say go for it, especially if you're finding someone who you connect with. Finding someone that you connect with in general is so rare. So finding someone that you can connect with and really just like have good quality conversation with and just have a good connection with again it's very rare so if you are with someone and you're finding that connection to be there then just allow it I wouldn't be afraid of it I wouldn't you know be putting too much pressure on it I would be you know conscious and aware of yourself and be like okay this is where I'm at this is what I'm comfortable with this is not what this is what I'm not comfortable with and just let it be from there I don't think you need to put pressure on the situation and you know if you want to be honest with this other person and be like listen I really like you and I like where things are going but I am you know still trying to kind of fully move past this last chapter of my life and I really want to continue things with you and I want to see where this goes but I just don't really want there to be a lot of pressure on this just because I'm still in my healing journey and I think that that's incredibly respectful and respectable as well so I think if you're just being honest with yourself and honest with the other person then that's all anyone can really ask of you and that's all you should ask of yourself too okay Next one. What would you do if you were scared to get off birth control? Okay. Number one, I have a whole episode about myself getting off birth control. Um, It was one that we did, I think, back in October or September we did the episode. And it was one that was great. Like, you guys really loved it. And so if you want more information about my personal experience getting off of birth control, I would recommend going and listening to that episode. I have now been off of birth control about four-ish full months, I believe, four or five. And... I will say I feel great. Um, I feel like I've been very lucky in the sense that I don't feel like I've had a lot of the crazy side effects that I was expecting. I did a lot of research and that's something that I really recommend. No matter what you plan on doing, no matter what you're, you know, considering whether it's birth control, whether it's, you know, Botox, whatever it is, just like do your research, you know, like be aware of what you're getting yourself into and be aware of the side effects, be aware, be aware of the possibilities that could come along with it. And I did a lot of research and I truthfully was like kind of preparing for the worst. I was preparing to have all these crazy side effects of like crazy mood swings and like weight fluctuation and skin problems and things like that. But I'm very happy and I feel like very very lucky to say that I didn't experience a lot of that, really any of that, honestly. I would say for the first two months, I had two days in particular that I could remember where I wanted to like burn the house down. <laughs> like I was very much, I was giving 
bitchy. I was giving attitude. I was giving don't talk to me. Um, but it was just like one day for a couple hours that and it happened twice and then I was fine. But that was really the only noticeable side effect that I had. But personally, I think that getting off of birth control was one of the best decisions for myself. And again, it's such a personal decision. And so I would really, you know, do your research, have a very honest conversation with yourself, see if this is something that you actually want to commit to doing. The good news is that if you go off of birth control and you hate it for whatever reason, and you're like, no, this is not for me you can always go back on it, right? It's not permanent. You don't have to, you know, stick to one thing. Just as much as you could get off birth control, you can get back on it if you absolutely hate it. Um, But personally, I've loved it. I'm very happy with my decision of getting off of birth control. And I, you know, have had conversations with friends since then about how they have also um, gotten off of birth control and they really haven't had any crazy, crazy side effects either. And along with that, they are very happy with their decision as well. I have friends who have had an IUD. I have had friends being on the pill. And just to clarify, I was on the hormonal birth control pill um, and I stopped that back in August. And so... I'm very happy with my decision, but I would say that if you're scared, you know, do your research and have a conversation maybe with like either your mom or your friends or someone that you trust, you know, someone that you really can trust to confide in and be like, this is what I'm thinking about and just kind of like bounce off of them a little bit um, just to kind of have that second opinion. And I would, if it were me and you were scared to get off of it, because my thing was like, I don't want to just get off of it and not have you know, a plan and I don't want to not, you know, have an idea of what I want to do. I, um, again, in my research is when I discovered natural cycles and the aura ring, and it's been a great, um, great, uh, what, what is it called? I don't want to say substitute, but it's been a great, um, alternative way to, track all of that. So I highly recommend it. And I go way more in depth about the aura ring and natural cycles on that birth control episode. So if you want to go listen to that, I highly recommend it. But again, just do your research and trust yourself and you will make the right decision for you and nothing is permanent if you don't want it to be. So that would be my advice. Okay, moving on. This boy is driving me crazy. I love him, but he is afraid of commitment and has some issues. Should I just let him go or wait for him to figure his shit out? He is worth it, but he's draining me. Okay. Repeat after me. We do not wait. We do not wait around. We do not stand by. We do not wait for a man or woman. We don't wait. We just don't. There's no no point. It does not serve you to wait around for someone. It really, really doesn't. And I have been in situations where I have waited for the guy and cut everyone else out and just like waited and put all my eggs in one basket and just like really like hoped and crossed my fingers that like this was the one. And then I haven't waited for the guy and I've, you know, let him figure his shit out. And I also, you know, did my own thing in the process and I've done it both ways. I will always recommend doing it in the latter way. Meaning, you know, if this guy is worth it to you and you really like him for whatever reason, and like you think that this could potentially be your person and you, the connection is really strong. I'm not saying cut him out. I'm just saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket because first of all, you're already admitting that it's like draining and you don't want to go into a relationship where it's draining. I mean, I'm not saying that, and I've admitted this before, like my relationship with Hayden 
we were not like very much, it was not giving honeymoon in the beginning. It really wasn't like we were not in the honeymoon stage. I know everyone in the beginning is like, oh my God, it's like so amazing. This is not, that was not the case with us. We actually had a lot of shit to deal with in the beginning of our relationship. And we really didn't get to like that honeymoon phase until probably like four or five ish months into the relationship. (laughs) <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Um, well, from from when we met, I would say, I would say from when we met. But then it was it was like very much, you know, we worked through our stuff and we were able to communicate better, and it was great. But what I will say is, during that time period, and he knows this, but during that time period of like him getting his stuff together, it wasn't like I just like waited and put all my eggs in his basket, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like sit here and hope and pray that this works out. Like, no, I was also focused on myself. I was focused on building other potential relationships. I was focused on talking to other people because I have done the thing before where I put all the eggs in one basket and you get disappointed and you don't want to be drained. You don't want to be drained by the person that you're with. We're adults now, right? Like we are adults. We can make our own decisions and we need to let other people make their decisions because their decisions and their actions are going to show us who they are. So I would just have an honest conversation with this guy if you're really into him and just be like, listen, I really like you. I want this to work, but I cannot keep like pouring my glass or pouring myself into your glass because then I become empty and I become drained and that's not good for me and I have to look out for myself especially because we aren't necessarily dating at this point I wanted to get there and that's like the direction that I want to work towards but I cannot feel how I am feeling all the time because it is not good for myself it's not good for my mental health it's not good for my sanity and quite frankly it's not what you deserve and by you I mean you not him I mean like it's not what you who's asking this question deserves. So I would just be very honest with yourself and very honest with him. And I would continue to date and explore your other options while also, you know, maintaining or trying to work towards your goal with him. It doesn't make you a bad person. You're not, you know, you're allowed to casually date. That is a thing and that is okay. So that's what I would say. Okay. Moving on. Hey, Sav, I recently quit my customer service-based job as it was too much for my mental health. I've now got the chance to start a new job that's less pressurized and really has loads of pros to it. However, I'm unsure whether I'm better staying off work and just staying home or trying to give it a go to see if the routine and focus helps. I'm so confused and would love some advice. Love you and thank you. Well, I love you too. And congratulations on this new chance and new job opportunity. I think that that's really great and exciting. And I personally think this is, if I were you, how I see this is that the option to stay home will always be there. The option to, you know, stay home and not have to, I don't know if you said you would be working from home or if you were just going to stay home. You said if you're better staying off work and just staying home. That option will always be there. The option of not working and just staying home will always be there. But I personally, if I were you, I would give this new potential job a chance. I think you did what's best for yourself and you removed yourself from an environment that was no longer serving you. But now you're able to put yourself in a position and potentially in an environment that is going to serve you a lot more. And you seem to be excited about it. I mean, there's a lot of pros to it. It's a great job and it could potentially work really well for you. I know for me personally, I'm the type where like I need some sort of structure I need some sort of routine to just to help my mental health, if nothing else, like forget about like all the other pros, like productivity and, you know, 
being efficient and driven and all those things just for my mental health solely being productive and having a routine and having that you know consistency is important to me so if it were me I would go with this new job I would go with the new job and I would give it three months give it six months check it out see if you like it because first of all again like I said the option to stay at home will always be there. You can always, always, always do that. And if you don't like this job, then you can be like, you know what? I'm just better off, you know, staying at home. That's what I want to do. And you can do that. But if you start off by staying at home, you never know if you're going to later down the line regret not taking this opportunity because you seem so excited about it and all the pros that it has and it's way less pressurized, but it's still giving you some sense of structure. I would 100% go with that option personally. And then if you don't like it, you can always go home after the fact. Okay, moving on. What would Sav do if the world keeps pulling you and your best friend apart? Okay, so there can be lots of different scenarios. I feel like in lots of different situations and circumstances where it feels like the friendship that you've had with someone is not the friendship that you still have with someone. And I think that has a lot to do with just honestly, sometimes life. I feel like we've talked about this in the past when it comes to, we did a whole friendship episode about like, you know, as you grow older and you feel like sometimes the friendships that you've had are not the friendships that you carry on throughout your life. Sometimes I know that we've talked about this where I've said that I truly believe that people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lesson. And that is very true when it comes to friends. Sometimes you can have friends that you've had for your entire life. And then as you grow older, you just grow apart and it's painful. It really is, but that is okay. And I think a lot of times we ridicule ourselves and we sit here and we think, why? Why is this happening? Why are we, you know, drifting? I never imagined this to be what our friendship looked like. And we can drive ourselves crazy trying to find the reason. And I think ultimately there's two ways that you can go about it. If you just feel like you're drifting apart, then you can just first, the first thing you can do is just, you can just let it happen and see if, you know, you come back together. I know that there's many friendships that I've had in my life where, and I've learned this over this, over time and as times passed, because I think growing up, I was conditioned to think that like having a friendship just meant that you were like talking to that person all the time, seeing that person all the time, you know, continuously just like having conversation and making memories like 24 seven. And as I grew up and as I started forming friendships and having friendships of my own, I realized that that wasn't necessarily the case. You know, I have my best, best, best friends that I've had since high school, you know, I can go a year without seeing them. I can go six months, eight months without seeing them. I can go a month without talking to them, three months without talking to them. But then when I see them, it's like we pick up right where we left off and like nothing has ever changed. And personally, I love those friendships and I have many of those friendships and I cherish them so greatly because I know that at the end of the day, those are the people that know me. Those are the people that have my back. Those are the people that really understand me and I love that and I feel the same way towards them you know so the first thing that you can do is recognize that 
Sometimes people only come into your life for a certain period of time. Sometimes life drifts you apart. You know, it is possible that the trajectory of what your friendship looked like changes. You know, you could have just pictured your friendship to look like one specific thing. And then maybe as you get older, it changes into looking like a very different dynamic. But that doesn't mean that the friendship is lost and it's not there anymore. I do think if this is something that's actively bothering you and you feel like, you know, whether it's a lack of effort on the other person side or on your side or if you feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had I would talk to your friend and I would just have a very honest conversation and be like listen I don't know if this is just me overthinking I don't know if I'm just in my head about this but truthfully I feel like we have been distancing lately and I want to see what your thoughts are about it because like I love you and I care about you and you're someone that's super special in my life and we've had a great friendship and so I just kind of want to like see what your thoughts are on it. I think having open conversations and those harder conversations are very, very important in friendship, in any friendship, in any relationship. You're going to have to have those like kind of uncomfortable and awkward conversations. So I would just be very open and honest with her and I would see what she has to say about it. And if it is something that she also recognizes, then maybe you two can actively figure out ways to mend that and make the active effort. Because if it's just a you thing, and this is one of those things where she's like, no, I don't think it is. Like, I don't think that the, you know, I think we're fine or whatnot. I do think still voicing your opinion and voicing where you stand on it is important. And hopefully finding ways where you two can actively put in the effort to mend and repair that friendship, but also being okay if the trajectory of that friendship changes. So that's what I would do. Sorry, that was like a really long, lengthy, wordy answer. Okay, moving on. What would Sav do? I go to a university hospitality school in Switzerland. That's so cool. Where I'm in school for six months and then internship for six months, etc. I moved here completely alone and went out of my comfort zone, which was the best decision I've ever made. However, the time for my first internship is now approaching. I don't know if I should go back to my hometown and work at a hotel there where I'm 100% comfortable with the language and have my family and my friends outside of my internship since I miss them so much. And I will probably end up working there when I graduate anyways or if I should go to another country alone for my internship I think it would be fun but I know I won't have any friends since I don't know anyone and the team working everyone is a little bit older but I am young and I kind of want to take the time to travel when I'm young however it's a different experience traveling and working in another country I'm afraid to go alone and be miserable and not have anyone close to me what would Sav do personally if it were me I would fully take advantage of the opportunity that you have now. You've already said it yourself. You most likely will go home and work in a place that you're comfortable anyway, since you know the language and you're going to be comfortable in that environment. Since you're already planning on doing that, I would fully take advantage of going somewhere else. You grow exponentially as a person. You really figure out who you truly are to your core when you are having these character building moments, these transformative experiences. And I think being able to travel like you are and being able to have the opportunity to really go out and see the world in a way that you'll 
it's really like a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to see the world in that way. And I think being able to do that and taking advantage of that is something that you should really, really focus on. And I understand that the unknown is scary and like moving out there and being miserable, going somewhere you don't know, like those are all possibilities, but it's nothing you haven't done before. Like you've been able to tackle this before. You've been able to go through this before. This isn't something that is new to you. So personally, I would do it. I would a hundred percent do it. I know it's probably like pulling at your heartstrings, wanting to go home and wanting to be back in your environment of, you know, the people around you that you know and you love and you're comfortable with. But knowing that that's already going to be like the end goal, as you said, like you're probably going to end up working there anyways, I would fully take advantage of the time that you have now to continue to travel. And then in the future, you can look forward to going back and doing the thing and working and working where you want to work and doing where what you wanted to do. But I think that it's incredible that you you've first of all done this in and of itself. The fact that you are in Switzerland at a hospitality school and, you know, are doing the whole thing. I think that's incredible. And I think that you should continue doing that. And I think that personally, like that's something that I think a lot of people would look back and like wish that they could have done, you know, you're going to be so happy in like two years when you look back and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I traveled there. I can't believe I had this experience, made this memory. I would totally take advantage of that. So that's what I would do. Next one, what would Sav do when you are first getting to know someone and how do you not let your mind fill in the blanks and make up your dream guy that isn't even that person? Love you. Love you too. And I am so guilty of this, you guys, in the past, obviously not anymore, but I was so guilty of like, I'd go on a few dates with someone, I'd start liking them and I would really like make up this person in my head. Like I would make up who he was like in my head. And it's not who he was. And it was just like me building up his character, like putting him on this pedestal and being like, no, he's like this, he's that. He was none of those things. None of those things. And I think personally, it's okay. The first thing I want to say is that it is okay to get excited about a potential relationship. It's excited to get, or it's okay to get excited about the person that you're talking to. And that's why they call it rose-colored glasses, because once you start talking to someone and you're in those honeymoon phases, it's easy to just like sit there and like just be in awe of someone, right? And like really fall in love with the potential of them without truly knowing who they are. And that is a dangerous territory to be in because a lot of times we will bypass a lot of the things that we necessarily shouldn't let slide or bypass because we're building up this character of who we want this person to be and we don't even know if that is truly them. So I think that it's very important to, you know, it's it's a tough balance, but if I were to give some sort of advice, it would just be to really be realistic. And I know that that's like so much easier said than done, but like when you're sitting there and like don't think when you're talking to this person, don't think about this character that you built in your head. Like put that to the side. 
Think about the person that you were talking to. Think about the person that is texting you. Think about the person that's calling you. Think about the things that you actually know about this person and what actions that they have shown you and who they have shown to be to you, who they've shown themselves to be to you. And I think that that's what you really have to stick to. You have to stick to the facts. You have to stick to what you know. Like I would date people in the past and I would like literally make up this entire story about them. Not entire story. Like that makes me sound a little delusional but like I would sit there and I would be like oh my god he's so great he's done this he's done that and it's like okay but is he great for me like someone could also again this is another thing someone could be a great person but they're not the right person for you and sometimes it's easy for us to be like oh my god no but he's like so great or she's so great or whatever but it's like but their actions aren't coinciding with what you need and what you want in a relationship and that's okay too like if someone's actions aren't showing you that like they are actively pursuing you and they match your values and whatever like that's okay it's okay to not be each other's person even if someone else is a great person and I don't even think that's what you're asking but like I just needed to throw that part in there but again I think it's really important to stick with the facts stick with the facts of what you know not of what you want to think that's what I would say okay moving on I love my work but I have toxic co-workers and I feel like if I say anything it will get worse what would Sav do well, I have had not too much experience working in like corporate or retail. The only really like jobs that I had before getting into social media when I was 20 was working at a tanning salon. I worked at a tanning salon for like four years, three years on on and off. And I definitely have my fair share of experiences with toxic coworkers and because girls are catty, right? Like girls, like girls in a tanning salon. I love the tanning salon so much, but like sometimes girls can be a little catty. And I remember having some pretty toxic coworkers and I, what I learned is that, and again, it just, it varies on the degree of what you call to be toxic. But what I learned is it was always better to sit back, not say a word, keep my head down, stay in my lane and watch karma do its thing. That has always been like my best piece of advice really for like anything. It's just like stay in your lane and watch karma do its thing. Cause it will, it really, really will. And I think if, as long as it's not, if like the toxicity isn't directly affecting you, like if someone's not like bullying you or belittling you or like making your life a living hell, I say stay in your lane, do your thing and watch karma do its thing or stay in your lane, mind your business and watch karma do its thing. That's what I think. I know it's hard because it like really makes it a toxic work environment because like you don't even want to go into work. And in turn, that also does kind of affect what you're doing on a day to day. It does affect your productivity. It does affect what you're doing. But I would really just more so focus on if it's not directly affecting you, like if someone's not like directly badgering you or harassing you or like making your life hell. Again, I would just kind of put your head down, stay in your lane and watch karma do its thing because it will it always does okay here we go this is the last one what would sav do if i have a flirty coworker who is married again just don't engage i think that it's very i've i've personally never really understood the whole thing about like work husbands and work wives maybe that's just because i don't work in like a environment where i have that but i've never really understood that i've never gotten like that whole dynamic and so i think that like a lot of times people will be blatantly flirty and they'll be like oh no it's like my work wife or like my work husband or whatever and i just think that like just don't like that's not necessary like at all personally is what my personal belief is 
And if there is someone who is flirting with you and they are married, I would just do my best to engage as little as possible. That would be my piece of advice just because I feel like nothing good is going to come out with you like actively engaging and flirting back, especially if you don't want to. And also he's married. So like, why would you? I think that just like stay in your own lane on that one. And I would just try and engage with him as little as possible. Like just don't even like, don't even look at him. Don't even like try and converse. Don't only talk to him when like you need to talk to him and just maintain as little form of communication and contact as possible because I just think that's like straight up disrespectful and not on you, but like on them. And I just don't think that that's like a good situation for anyone to be in, let alone you and just let them again, watch karma do its thing. So that would be my advice. And with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Again, if you're new here, make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly on the podcast every single Thursday. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys. And until then, stay safe. Bye, guys.